Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 177, and today we'll be talking about Lion 4, Alternate Ending. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Alright, so I don't know how I wasn't inspired to do this before, but I dug in to the anagram that Steven was trying Ooh. to uncover, and I think I may have found a better answer than Steven could have ever dreamed of. Okay, I'm all ears. All right, so starting off, uh, we got we got a, a few choices here. So first, probably the least likely to mean anything, we have Bits Thai Ye. Now, the Thai Ye are an ethnic group in Southeast Asia, somehow maybe relating to the origin of Bits, but that is not the most likely scenario involving the word Bits, very important to the Steven Universe lore. We have yes. A-I-I-T-Y-A Bits. Now, if you pronounce that quickly, it sounds like I ate your bits, which um, may be I ate your bits. Now, hear me out here. This may be a message coming from across decades that, yes, uh, Rose ate Steven's bits. There's also two more uh, possible solutions. Uh, we have A.S. Byatt the uh, Third. Now, there was a Booker Prize winning British writer named As Byatt um, in the 20th century. I don't know what third generation of this author might exist, but there's out there. And then finally, we have SATA, III, SATA 3 TBY. Now, TBY is an abbreviation possibly for the best years. SATA 3 is a connection possibly used on an SSD hard drive. Are the best years some secret backstory or lore pertaining to Rose stored on an SSD hard drive connected to a computer through SATA 3? We can only find out. Those are my four possibilities. (laughs) You know what I think, David? What do you think? I think we really need to see the rest of season five quick. That's it. I am. This is burning a hole in me now. I uh, my my money is probably on. I ate your bits and I can't wait to see the flashback of Rose uh, turning around with a camera on her and revealing that she's eating bits. So Steven's fry bits. He's going to be wondering earlier in the episode. What happened to those fry bits I got earlier? Rose ate them. What a great reintroduction of the time uh, gem as well, you know, controlling time. It'd be great. Mm. So alternate ending. Uh, I guess it's quicker and easier <laughs> than the secret origin of Nora Universe. Yeah, the very short-lived. It, it, it would have been really interesting if we had been introduced to the idea of Nora at all earlier so that it had been on our minds. Because for Steven, this mystery, he, he, he quickly falls into it. But But for us, it passes by so quickly in the few minutes that we see a tape that says Nora on it. We barely have any time to ruminate on it or come up with our own theories, which is what Steven's doing quickly. Something I missed when I watched all the previous times that I finally noticed this time was that when Steven runs up the hill and sees Greg's hair, it's really kind of supposed to be a fake out of like, oh, Nora, hair. But like, we're so used to hearing Greg playing guitar music. The moment I hear guitar, I think Greg. And the moment I see that color hair, I think Greg. So, man, it would have been great if they'd played that moment a little differently. But we learn about Nora so fast, and then yeah, we have so many expectations about Greg that it was lost on me all those times. Yeah, things move really quickly in this episode because we have that we have just a few lengthy sequences, and then the episode ends. Yeah, the beginning is particularly kind of uh, relaxed, and then once we get running through the desert, yeah, Stephen's parched moment just feels, ah, eh, you know. A little silly. I really wish they'd been more self-aware in that scene. Every time I watch it, it's just, I've never understood if we were at all supposed to feel dramatic about it. Like, it feels like it's supposed to be silly, but someone forgot to tell 
Ivy and Sarashu that they should introduce a little bit of elements in the music to make the scene seem more self-aware. I don't know. Steven really grasped me at straws with the anagram, uh, much like some other people who I will not name. Uh, it was kind of funny. I liked how Lion just at one point just closes his eyes like, no, don't talk to me. I can't deal with you right now, Steven. Just I'm done. This this episode is one of the ones in particular that line is incredibly expressive toward everything Steven says. I really like his barf face. It's pretty familiar to anyone who's been a cat owner. Yeah, and they do not like barfing on hardwood, do they? No, no, seriously. We had carpeting in my house, and I swear to God, our cats would always choose that over the tile in the kitchen. Like, what the heck? So, very common experience. I do have to wonder, though, why didn't Lion just warp straight there? Yeah, Stephen has the same question. I mean, he asked the question, but Lion can't answer. So I guess he only asks follow-up questions to people who cannot give him answers, but he doesn't even ask Pearl. I'm really more worried about the fact that the key was in Lion's stomach or lungs. Yeah, that's, that's weird. his mane. How um, did that happen? I don't even want to imagine that one day Stephen goes through Lion's mane, and then on his re-entry into our dimension, he ends up in Lion's uh stomach instead that would be quite shocking although maybe he'd find something more useful than this key Mm, like a cat toy (laughs) yeah like a cat toy i mean if if you're the size of lion everything's really a cat toy if you think about it well and hey there might still be a secret cat that greg had i mean we don't know (laughs) and maybe lion was part of that cat's fate who knows Ooh, I i think it's pretty likely that lion is a lion yeah. Just like just like Panda is a panda. Yeah, so I mean, I tried paying attention again to uh, the, the pink diamond base that Steven visits. You know, whenever the camera uh, refuses to linger on something in Steven Universe, we know that it's important, right? Like, we barely yeah. get a shot of the legs, and then Steven's kind of looking up once over his shoulder to see him again. And I really tried focusing on, like, that gem writing. I kind of ignored that those pillars were there before. I'd really love for if someone out there has already done cross-examination of like, does that text look anything like what we've seen in the cloud arena or anything else? Like, I don't know. There was like a three, three symbol word followed by like a five symbol word on them. And it'd be really nice to link them to pink diamond. But the weird thing about it is like, I swear based on those pillars that this would have been a construction done during the colonization period. And yet on the inside is Rose's shields insignia. Which, you know, that, that insignia is pretty weird because it's got a pink triangle in the center and it's on this, you know, structure that would have been built during Pink Diamond being there. And, I, and I'm really assuming that this is probably where Pink Diamond hung out first. I mean, her ship's underneath this, you know, little building that, ah, it's so weird. So weird. And now that we have new fuel for Rose's Pink Diamond, I'm just saying. Yeah, that has to be her ship. Pink Diamond's hand ship with the... Uh two of the enormous fingers sticking out to make it look like legs. It's a thousand percent her ship. And so now the questions we have are, why was Rose hanging out here? Rose was hanging out here in the desert with lions. Uh, Was she, but yet this structure was clearly built during the colonization period when Pink Diamond was alive, most likely. Well, we can't be positive on that because they made the temple presumably after the war because the temple is the... Uh, presumably the five of them fused together, or at least it seems to have their gems, and they have amethyst there, so it would have been 500 years after the end of the war that the temple's exterior was created. So what the heck? Who made that? 
maybe some residents of Beach City, but no, because they didn't come until the 1800s and the temple was already there. So, oh man. So who even knows if they're keeping track of construction time, but the fact that those pillars are in front of this storage unit, as it is now, it, it, it seems indisputable to me that that had to have been placed by other gems, not by Rose or anyone else. I mean, Rose Rose could have done it. The If the gems can make a temple, they can definitely make a marker. Hmm, but if I was going to put on my super nerdy analytical glasses... Like the geode beetle of heaven. The geode beetle of heaven. Who made its little itty bitty temple? I mean, maybe humans. We don't know. Hmm, but I'd say that gems have very specific roles. And even though Rose was, you know, trying to break from those boundaries, I don't know if she would really do that. Oh, that's a thought. Maybe humans made the temple. It wouldn't have been Beach City residents, though, but there could have been other natives. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they, have the, they have the warp pads going all over the place. They could have brought in a warp crew from wherever. I do think that would probably be the most likely if they ever addressed it in show. But, yeah. But Rose's storage site in the desert, though, was a secret site. So, I mean, Rose could have made it herself. That's not so weird. She just takes the takes some marble pillars or whatever material that is, uh, takes it out there, carves it with whatever. And look, I'm not saying Rose wasn't really weird, but it's pretty weird to put gem writing and pillars out in front of something that you don't plan on anyone else seeing except you. Think of people who play Minecraft <laughs> in single player and they'll uh-huh. still make these wonderful creations because it's their space. That was her space. That's where she kept mm. her hoard. Amethyst keeps her hoard in her room. Rose prefers to be a little bit neater, but she... Apparently it's a quartz thing. They just collect junk like Jasper did with the forced fusions. Hey, you know, that's not too bad of a connection there. So, I mean, it's it's Rose's hoard. And if we're going to go with the pink diamond angle, it's where she keeps all the all the garbage from earlier phases in her life. Like, I don't know, her old ship. I'm just saying. That is about the most interesting thing in that whole pile of stuff anyway, because every all the smaller items are like, Hardly inspired. They could have at least put more references, but all we see is like the back of what looks like the Hylian shield from Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And then I didn't a even realize it, but the helmet. book. Yeah, a baseball helmet. <laughs> There's a book that's apparently styled after the Thousand Year Door that I never even noticed. They didn't put a lot. I mean, it was meant to look boring and like junk. And they very, very pedestrian. Yeah. But again, think of the kind of stuff Amethyst keeps in her room. Not very interesting, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah, gems and specifically quartz as hoarders. If we uh, normally three makes a pattern, but in this case, I want to see one more quartz that hoards things, and then that'll be a fascinating aspect of their of their build. Hmm. I just want to meet another rose quartz. That be a flashback, obviously, but that's something that I should really want more, but don't think about. That is so true, though. That would tell us a a whole lot about. I mean, there's really a lot to know still about Rose Quartzes. Uh, we don't entirely understand their role. No, we've never heard any of the gems discuss Rose Quartzes. We don't know how much of them were, how many of them were hanging around before they got bubbled. I mean, how recent they were. Were they only around a few hundred years and Rose already decided to rebel? And then they immediately bubbled the other ones? I mean, did they only bubble them after Pink Diamond was shattered? We don't know. I think Pink Diamond bubbled them because they were in pink bubbles. So unless they had mm. a circular firing squad, okay, everybody poof and bubble the gem in front of you. And then yeah. whoever's, whoever's, at the, whoever's at the end of the line just gets shattered. Yeah, that's pretty true. 
I don't know. If they'd put them in any other color, though, it would have been harder to tell that they were rose quartzes. So I don't know whether to blame art or not on that one. But they're like, hey, can we find some other pink gem that can bubble just for convenience? I don't know. I mean, I think it would have made sense to have them be in a blue bubble or even a yellow bubble. Ooh, Probably yeah. blue, though, because she's the one who wanted to save them. But I'm assuming since, remember, we have from the trial that there were no rose quartzes in Pink's entourage. Um, why not in her service altogether? Yeah, that's pretty true. I mean, those were they were specifically created for her, but yet there weren't any in her entourage, so they weren't that high up. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, I got the impression that they were not in her entourage because a Rose Quartz was acting as a rebel, and therefore, A, the whole cut is suspect, and B, I mean, it'd be super easy for Rose Quartz to infiltrate if Rose Quartzes are allowed anywhere important at all, actually. You're making a lot of sense. <laughs> so really, I mean, there, based on the perspective we have now, we still don't really have many answers to what this is like. Also, though, this episode just briefly threw in our face that that treasure chest even exists in Lion. Yeah, yeah, and that's not the key. No. Can we think so of anything cruel. else? There's, like, the orb in the moon base, and there's that treasure chest. And those are, like, objects in Steven Universe that are just there in case they want to make an intense episode. They're like, we should just throw some objects around in the background and still pull that season one stuff where maybe we'll just randomly have one. Remember from Jungle Moon that the orb in the moon base is just a part of the moon base that's not unique to the Earth base. So at the very least, we can stop being so interested in that. I mean, yes, I'm curious what it does, but I think the treasure chest in Lion's Mane is much more tantalizing. Hmm. Where did we see that orb in the distant planet base? Uh, remember, it was he when Stevani was ascending to the control room. You, you, we briefly got a good look at it, and it had been like kind of overtaken by the plant life, so mm. that that was kind of holding it in the place it hovered on the Earth base. Yeah, it's strange. A lot of people wonder: is Pink Diamond inside the treasure chest, or uh, if we're going with the Rose's Pink Diamond theory, is the Rose Quartz that she replaced in the treasure chest, which would be an awesome way to introduce us to a Rose Quartz. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that it's in a chest is like specially protected although i wonder how strong that chest is i mean sure it has a key but can garnet just hit it with one gauntlet you know i mean i'm trying to be practical here steven could probably open it at this point seriously i mean because remember like the gems they make these wonderful stone arenas but quartzes could rip the places to shreds if they wanted i, I don't know what a wooden chest uh has that could stop a steven who really wanted in there yeah it's time for steven to start using some brute force to get my questions answered you know Maybe Stephen's bits could be in the chest. She didn't eat them after all. She only wanted him to think that she ate them. I'll tell you what, if there's just an empty fry container and a note in cursive oh. written, I it ya bits, I mean, that's it for me. I'll be retiring <laughs> on my private island. Uh, you can thank me for that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be David the Prophet. You would have surpassed Ronaldo at that point. <laughs> in insanity and clarity. Yes can join the new crystal gems <laughs> uh so yeah that's probably all the the any last things we could squeeze out of the lore there and really this episode the last surprisingly for for kind of we said it was kind of slow at the beginning but really the the last minute or two not a lot is really revealed to us or happens we we kind of have to keep rehashing hearing rose's tape again 
And it's not that different of a tape, so we don't nope. really get much out of it. For me, watching that last bit, and it's just zooming in on Steven's face, and he's re-experiencing listening to it, didn't do a lot for me. Like, it's just I, like, I was more disappointed with it, because it's like the, the differences in phrasing were all in the direction of being more generic. On the Steven tape, Rose is saying things that could be interpreted as her having a master plan. So it's like... The, the whole point of the Nora tape was to kind of rephrase those ideas in ways that make it clear that just be a kid. It's like, yeah. eh, I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a cop-out. Like, I, I, maybe cop-out's the wrong term, but eh. I just think it's mean. It didn't, I, again, uh, just as far as even just structuring an episode, make some of the moments more interesting. Make that fake out of Steven seeing Greg be a little more, like, make me believe it making me question Nora, but it happens so fast, I don't care. And for at least two minutes of the episode at the beginning and end, I'm just listening to what essentially might have been a, you know, a, like, clips episode, where it's just, like, reusing old content. Like, I do like that they re-recorded the I'm Mr. Universe, or they call me Mr. Universe, yeah. get ready, baby. I'm, I'm glad that they re-recorded that, because Greg would have had to. Yeah, no, I did like that slight difference in his tone. It was cool. Speaking of uh, when when Steven's running around trying to do the key, it's like he goes to the room, give me something that this unlocks. It's like, oh, Steven, you're not even trying. Like, you could have at least said, show me what <laughs> this key unlocks. I was about to say. So he would yeah. have at least known what he's looking for. Next thing, show me where that is. <laughs> I mean, he's. Not, I mean, maybe the room doesn't do it because the room doesn't know, but at least he's trying at that point. How hilarious would it be if we finally use Rose's room for Steven to actually ask constructive questions, you know? Like, <laughs> I swear. Were you Pink Diamond? Because I was reading on the internet, and there are a lot of people who think you're Pink Diamond. <laughs> but there are even more people who think it's stupid that those people think you are. So, are you? And then Rose gets her joke face on, maybe? Oh my goodness. Gets the Steven joke face from the... Together breakfast episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I guess this was the start to a bomb, right? Or it, yep. it's sort of a weirdly, yeah, it, it's kind of weird that it is because nothing about it kickstarts, you know, four other episodes. Nope, this is just kind of attached at the beginning of it for some reason. The rest of it's all related, but this one's just kind of there. Emotionally related to Steven's general development, but yeah. It's an interesting place. I don't know if I would put it somewhere else in the uh, ordering of episodes. I guess it fits where it fits. I mean, this comes after, right, Storm in the Room. That's really the only connective piece it has because he's been questioning his destiny, but it, it pretty much gets resolved here. I'm just wondering, what's the point of this episode if he came to terms with the fact that she just wanted him to be her kid in Storm in the Room? I've, I've said this before, but I just feel like he kind of goes through this kind of an episode a couple times. Yeah, and it just happens... Uh, this feels like a series-long type thing and something you just sort of keep giving touches of. Things like... Like, I love the touch of human beings at the end of... Well, was it We Need to Talk? And, uh, you know, yes, Greg is talking to Connie and then Steven grabs this gem. Or even just, I didn't like the episode or the emotional beat as much in um, Nightmare Hospital, but at the end with... Steven watching Connie and, and her mom hug. Just like those moments for me of Steven just questioning 
his mom in a completely unvocalized way, but so much more emotive. And and then this whole episode attempts for me, attempts to make me care that Stephen is wondering what his destiny is. And yet even something almost as distant as like the test of just like the gems not knowing how to care for Stephen and Stephen just being frustrated about like his his own strength is even sort of more tangentially interesting to that development of what am I supposed to be? Why am I inheriting things from my mom? But there's this war like that's all more interesting than just like the Nora tape, which is just like, yeah. Like, and I just think the Nora tape is was kind of fabricated to say, see, there, there was no magical plan with Stephen, in which case, well, why did you like imply that with the previous tape? Or was that a mistake you were trying to rectify? Or I and, and yeah, I still don't feel like it's not a mixture, you know, I, you know, because we've seen Stephen's human body being, although this hasn't been exploited too Super much useful. yet, but like he's safe against some kinds of gem tech, you know, uh, I, I mean, we don't know. I feel like Rose is still a mixture of both, and this episode doesn't really hide that, but it does perhaps highlight that she cared about Steven more than just as a pawn in a galactic chess game, you know. A pawn that eventually will turn into a queen? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I guess that's I guess that's it for us. Uh, join us next week when we'll be talking about the next episode in the bomb, Dugout. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.